Hello, everyone, and welcome to the TYM Influencers Podcast, where we endeavor to create space for the voices of the TYM family, where we identify who has influence and who should have increased influence, and then give them a mic, give them an opportunity to speak into the culture of TYM. Today, I am here with my friend, Pastor Thomas McInerney, youth pastor in Decaturville, Tennessee, Trinity Assembly, correct? Uh, Make sure I didn't mess up the church name (laughs) right out of the gate. Uh, And uh, just tell them a little about yourself, your family, where you're from, etc. All right. Uh, I am married to my wonderful wife, Lindsay, for six years. Okay. okay. And I've got a three-year-old daughter, Jolie, Jolie Kate, uh, or JoJo. We call her... 15 million different things. Three years old. Three years old. You are in the thick of it. Yes, definitely. I'm playing Barbies. I am jumping on the trampoline. I am playing baby dolls. I am learning how to braid hair. Okay. I've I've got it all. You're you're nailing it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So keep going. Where are you from? I'm from Alabama. Um, that's where I was. I moved there when I was 15. So I claim that as home. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, we were youth, went to ministry school. Where'd you um, go to ministry school? I went to ministry school in Colorado. Okay. In it was called Refuge School of Ministry. It was an internship under Pastor Jamie Montera. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I went there for two years, and then the Lord brought me back home to youth pastor my home church part time in Alabama. In Alabama. All right. And so I was there for two two and a half years, and then. Uh, <laughs> he was tapping his hand. I, I didn't know if it was yeah. picking up. Sorry. <laughs> You are supposed to say, sorry. I'm, I'm fidgeting, <laughs> so I got... <laughs> Listen, Praise the Lord. You are, you're such a chill guy. I was a little caught off guard by your, your <laughs> nervous nervous fidget there. <laughs> you probably couldn't hear it, but I was, I was seeing it. Was, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. a little OCD. No, it's good. <laughs> so, sorry to mess you No, up. you're good. Sorry. So, you went to youth pastor so in youth your pastor. own church yep. in Alabama. Yep. Part-time, and uh, then... At some point after that, felt the Lord call us and moved to Mississippi to okay. be full time and was there for two years and then felt the Lord just tell us to step out in faith and walk away. And so we did. And for six months, we're in this transition period wow. and uh, moved in with my mother in law in Ohio. Um, and my then, gosh, Mississippi to Ohio. Yeah, it was a big change for me. And uh, but then the door opened for Trinity and I came and visited in November and uh, loved it. Just thought, this is it. And uh, then my wife came with, and whole family came in yeah. January. And okay. then we solidified everything and started in February of 2019. So, so beginning of 2019, yep. you moved to the state of Tennessee. Yep. First time you or Lindsay have ever lived here. Yep. And we loved, we've always loved Tennessee. So it was like okay, God so, opened the door. For so it. why did you love Tennessee? What was the... Attraction for us, it's a middle ground. We have family up north and we have family south, um, so it just kind of seemed like a middle ground to where we could reach all family a little bit easier. And it's just beautiful, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. My state is better than everybody else's state. I agree. Tennessee's the greatest state Tennessee, in the union, Tennessee's the best. I mean, we won't talk about our COVID numbers, but <laughs> no. other than that, we are the greatest. We're, we're number great. one in that, yeah. too, apparently. So, number that's one. probably a bad, that's probably not something you need to bring up. But anyway, so did uh, you and Lindsay meet in ministry school? Yes. Okay. Now, she, 
our stories change on that because she'll tell you I'm she met me the year before when we went and ministered at her church. Okay. I'll tell you that we met in ministry school. Okay. So it really depends on who you ask. She's probably um, right. But I was she is right. But I was <laughs> I was in ministry school mode of I can't talk to girls. So Okay, yeah, yeah. Um So did y'all have that rule like no dating? No first dating year? first year. Oh, so my. Um, and then that she so was some the first year, the next year, so <laughs> you're like made it interesting. I'm in year two, yeah. But then she came to be in year one, yeah. So, so she couldn't date, right? So yeah. I was year two allowed to date. She was year one not allowed to. Were date, y'all dating so on the cool? We just became friends and yeah. Were y'all? Were y'all? Were y'all? We just need to get an honest confession right here, and I'll be sure to oh send Lord. it to Pastor Jamie Montero. Were y'all dating her first year? Um. Well, at the end of the year, he let us officially date, but okay. yeah, there's a good chance that I mean, some of that was... <laughs> Rule breaker Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is not like me, so that was the... Nope. That's the funny so thing. So you're, you're a rule follower. Definitely a rule follower. So you've told me you're in Enneagram, but go ahead and let everybody else know you're Enneagram. I'm by far 100% in Enneagram 9. A 9. Uh, Do you have a wing? I, I don't know. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. You're actually. just deep into nine. So no, I'm nine. So for the non uh, enneagrammers out there, just give a real uh, snapshot breakdown of what an enneagram nine is. Enneagram nine is a peacekeeper. Uh, we like peace. We don't like things to disturb our peace. Um, uh, so having a toddler really tests that limit oh because uh, they don't like peace. I don't know why, but they are the uh, antithesis of peace. Yeah. They feel like war. So I uh, definitely the other side of that is a people pleasing, uh, which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. Okay, um, and so uh, that's well. The reason I ask, and I was talking with Cade, who's off camera. He's our producer, my admin, yeah, and and Cade. I, I want to open all of these TYM influencers with that question because part of our objective here is for the rest of your TYM family to get to know you a little better. Right. And I think a, just a shortcut to that is, hey, you're yes. a nine. Yep. So I, I've told Kate I'm going to resist the temptation to talk about mine in every episode because that'll be redundant. <laughs> so we're not going to we're not going to talk about mine. I've got a few questions for you just right. to have a little fun on the front end. They are some would you rather's. All right. All right. I mean, this is just a low hanging fruit cliche. Would you rather? All right. I'm ready. Uh, so first one is: Would you rather watch a movie or a TV or a Netflix series? Um. I'm not a huge TV person, okay. Um, but when I do watch, I watch TV with my wife. So I'd go with a TV series slash Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. yeah just Hulu so you'd prefer whatever. a series over, over a, movie. a movie. Yeah, probably. Okay. I don't have time to sit down for No, especially when you got a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm watching a movie, number one, the only movies we go see in the theaters are Disney movies, right. cartoons, yep. animated features. Uh, or live action Disney yeah. movies. We went and saw Paw Patrol. That was the last movie I've seen. Oh so. my gosh! Uh, it's been a minute since we've been in the Paw Patrol phase, but it's real. Yeah, it's it's real. <laughs> it's real. Uh, so any movies I watch at home, it takes me like four days to watch them. I watch you know, 30, 45 minutes. Yep, we're done. That's me. I do. If I watch a movie, I put it on my iPad while I wash the dishes. So okay. I watch it like 20, 30 minutes, then I turn it off, right. and then the next day. So, all right, you said series. So, what yeah. are some what's what's your favorite series ever and right now? Ooh, all right. So, I really love Manifest. I know it just went on Netflix, so like yes. everybody watches Manifest. Nobody um, watches it, but I it, love it. It's honestly Manifest is stupid. 
but I love it. It's incredible. Like <laughs> it makes season no sense. one, I loved it, and so I've just been addicted to it since then. Man, and you're a manifester. I'm a manifester. I am. I am on I love the it. show right now with a manifester. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 well, last time we got on a plane to fly to Florida, I said, "What if we get off the plane and it's five and a half years in the future? Oh my, that would be incredible." Lindsay didn't like that so much. Oh, I mean, the people that got off of Flight Eight Two Eight are right. shook. Yeah, they are. They have problems. Yeah. Kay, do you watch? Do you watch Manifest? I've watched maybe one episode. He said oh, maybe one. episode. That's what you need to start. It didn't hook. It's it. it's incredible. It's dumb. It's like, super. It doesn't dumb, make but it's any great. sense. It's unbelievably confusing. Confusing. Like it feels like there's some type of like Christian vibe, but hidden beneath the surface. But I'm just worried that they're gonna do something that's gonna totally. Netflix may destroy it. So Netflix, if you're listening. Do not destroy Manifest for well, us. Netflix will probably... They'll kill it. Well, yeah, they're going to put a lot of bad words in it. And, and we won't get to watch it. No, that'll be, so, that'll be what I'll happens. Be so, so that's your favorite probably right now. So what's yep. your all-time favorite TV show? Uh, either Friends or Frasier. Okay. I love Frasier. That's like an old person. Yeah, show. I know, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. It was one of those my Lindsay side of the family loved Frasier, and... Uh-huh. I was like, I'm not watching that. I'm not getting into that. And then started watching it, and I absolutely love it. And you're hooked. So I'm hooked. Like, mm-hmm. I, if Frazier's on, I'm going to put it on. You're stopping. So, yeah. You're, you are stopping. I'm enjoying it. So. Okay, next, next, would you rather? Would you rather make a phone call or send a text? Send a text all day long. Amen. All day long. I... It takes me 30 minutes just to make a phone call because I have to prepare myself. Oh, no. Uh, I was like, just call somebody. I'm like, but what if they're busy? What if they're this? Like... That's probably part of Enneagram Nine. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Is that like introversion? Like I just yes. have this conversation. Yeah, I'd rather just text it out and you respond when you have the chance. And then if we have to call, we will. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you on texting. The reason for me is a little different. I'm not anxious about the conversation. I just want to get to the point, deal with whatever we need to deal with, yeah, and not get stuck. And so texting, you can get to the point, get to the point and, you're and not get stuck talking yeah. about, because in, again, I'm trying not to talk about myself too much in these, but, but like, um, casual conversation that, that mm-hmm. really doesn't have a point. You're just talking about is right. like the weather or what is excruciating. And maybe that's I'm wasting. Yeah, maybe that's narcissistic. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but like I want to I want to get to the point and dive deep. I don't I don't want any surface talk. Yeah. So Makes phone sense. calls end up turning into a whole lot of Yeah. So Yeah, I was on the way here and talked to my dad for 45 minutes about But that's good when you're driving. Nothing. But when you're driving it's different cuz what else are you going to do? Right. And and honestly, most of my phone conversations happen when I'm in the truck because mm-hmm. what else am I going to do? Right. I don't really commute very far, so like I talk to my parents very seldom so okay. like when i get the chance i'm like hey i'm driving you know, yeah, yeah what's up <laughs> that's awesome all right couple more would you rather right. would you rather live in downtown nashville or gatlinburg tennessee um gatlinburg okay i do not like big city all right at all that's why i'm in decatur <laughs> yeah you are you are, uh, you are right away where, from i city. am where i need to be um for sure i have no no heart or desire to be in a big city I don't like traffic. I don't like the busyness. Like well, I'm then, laid back. Gatlinburg I be is in. not your place. But it's better than Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Gatlinburg traffic 
Maybe worse than Nashville. Yeah, but you got the mountains there. So you do have the mountains. I can. I was. Gonna, I can go in the cabin up in the mountains. So and... I was going to phrase the question this way: Would you rather live uh, in downtown Nashville or twenty miles away from a Walmart in rural Tennessee? That's where I live right now. So that that's that would I'm be thinking. your pick. thirty minutes to Walmart, and I'm okay with that. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So this one is a totally dumb question, but I, just, I love dumb questions. Would you rather be in jail five years or a coma ten years? Ooh, uh, jail five years. Absolutely. Yeah. A coma. You're not living. You don't even I mean, know you're what's alive, going on. But you're you not miss living. everything. Like I mean, at least I'd, I can. I'd be scared in the jail. At least people can visit me in jail. Like I, I would. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not very violent or strong. I'd be yeah. pretty scared in the jail, but. Uh, now for all of Jolie's future boyfriends, just remember this moment. Yeah. Five years in jail is okay with me. What good point. <laughs> I'll start jail ministry. And you will be in a coma. <laughs> You'll be in a coma and I'll be in jail. It's okay. Okay, so here's another dumb one. Uh, would you rather give up air conditioning and heat for the rest of your life or give up the internet? Ooh, uh, internet. Yeah? Yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm on social media, but I don't care to be on it so yeah. much. I mean, I do everything with the internet, but I don't want to live without air conditioning ever. My gosh, never. Ever. Like, that would be horrible. I mean, the, I've, I've been on some mission trips and camps and different things where there wasn't any. Mm-hmm. And I like I don't care about the internet at that point. All I right. care about is the air. sweat that's yeah. dripping and trying to sleep. When yeah. it's like ninety, no, I degrees. gotta have a fan and the oh air my conditioning gosh. on. Like. I don't know if you're allowed a fan or not in this. Would you rather? But okay, uh, this one is even dumber. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? Do I get to wash them or no? No, no. no. Like that's Ooh, the whole point. Right. Like no washing. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm gonna go with. Underwear for a week, just because a week is a way shorter than a month. It's a shorter duration. <laughs> uh, and my feet would stink. Well, I guess either one would stink. But <laughs> we'll, well, what we'll about with, I'd rather stink for a week than a month. What about if uh, underwear or socks for a, the same a month? <laughs> then I'll go with socks. This is a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with socks on that one. If it's the same time period, we'll go with socks. So I I did a little bit of a questionnaire before you came with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you said your favorite food is pizza. Yes. Uh, on one of our previous episodes, uh, um, Matt Bridges, his favorite food was pizza. I guess it's just like ingrained in the pizza's DNA delicious. of a youth pastor, right? Pizza's delicious. You get a good pizza. Like you I mean, can eat it hot, you can eat it cold, you can eat it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, that's a, dessert. That's, that's a great philosophy. <laughs> Why I, wouldn't you like pizza? I love pizza too. I mean, it. I, I probably like a good steak more, but pizza. Oh, yeah, pizza's really or, or a good burger from the right place. So, best slice of pizza you've ever had? Ooh. Uh, now I have family in New Jersey, so uh, Jersey pizza probably tops the cake on most pizza places I've okay. ever had. So um, I'm trying to remember the place up there. I think it's like Vinny's Pizzeria or something of course like it is. that, like or Guido's. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Guido's. You know, my lord. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty stereotypical, it, but it's delicious. Okay, you can't, you can't get over when it's this big, right? And, you know, just look, just everything. Yeah. So, what's up. your go-to pizza? Here in Tennessee, uh, we have a local place. We have a couple local places, but uh, my wife likes to just go to Daisy Mart because it's right 
like two minutes away. Okay. I, I prefer Bailey's Pizza, which is in Parsons. Okay. And, uh, they make good pizza. Okay. So. so of the chains, favorite chain pizza place? Uh, chain. I like Papa John's. Yeah, that's probably. That's it's probably the better the one. I don't get it very often, like maybe once a year or every two years, but it's my favorite. Man, that's so. that's that's depressing. I know. Well, but, I don't live near Papa John's. <laughs> All right, so I think I've got I've got one more, and then we'll move on to a little more serious right. conversation. Um, if you could meet one person in history that's not Jesus or a Bible figure, like right. a, a non uh, a non in the Bible right. person in history, who would it be? Ooh. <clears throat> this is a hard one. Yeah, because I probably eliminated your top. 15 right. choices. <laughs> so. uh, you eliminate all my choices. Right. Um, let's go with... Hmm. I'm going to go with George Washington. George Washington. I don't really have a reason. It's just yeah. I'm going with him. He sounds like somebody I'd want to go hang sounds out Sounds good. He's got I mean, wood he chopped teeth. down a cherry tree. He's got wood teeth. Why not? Like That'd be a sight to see. So. One of the would you rathers that I came across was, would you rather meet George Washington or our current president? We're not gonna. We're not gonna have that conversation. George, George Washington. <laughs> we'll just, now we'll, we'll just let it. We'll, be. we'll just let that. No, be. no. Last year a choice may have been different. Oh my God! Well, hold on. We still just no. <laughs> we need no commentary on this. This we're trying to. Uh, we're trying to stay middle of the road uh, on this podcast. Um, well, fun getting to know you. I've in, I've enjoyed it. What is your favorite uh, person in the Bible that's not Jesus? Uh, Peter. Peter. Okay. Yeah, I love Peter. Um, I relate to Peter a lot. First Peter is probably my favorite book of the Bible right now. Yeah. Just been studying that a little more. It's just practical. Yeah. I like practical. <laughs> it's great. So, it's a great book because yeah. he, he's basically talking to a group of people who are enduring persecution. Right. And he's giving them wisdom yep. uh, on how to navigate it. I yep. love first Peter. It's a great book. It's a great book to preach and teach from. Certainly. For is. sure. Yep. For sure. Well, we've mentioned it already. You're in Decaturville. Yep. Uh, you have been there since the beginning of 2019. Uh, you are in the throes of parenthood, six years married, mm-hmm. uh, and you've been in youth ministry how many years? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Yep. So you were in Alabama youth pastoring. Yep. You were in Mississippi youth pastoring, and now you are in Tennessee with the TYM family. God's country. God's country, man. You're giving you're you're winning points with me. <laughs> I mean, I, I've lived in multiple states. I've lived in Texas. I've lived in Missouri. I've lived yep. for a brief stint in Alabama. Uh, Tennessee is everything. Yeah, I've just, visited a lot of states. Tennessee's better than every other state. Now. I will confess, I'm an Alabama fan, but I did buy my first Tennessee Vols shirt this Let's past go. week at Minister's Retreat. Well, you're so. from Alabama. You're allowed. I, I know. I mean, we don't get me started. I'll I'll lose my salvation about people who are fans of a college team from a state that they've never lived. Yeah, I can I, see that. That's like, that's a person with character flaws. Yeah. That's a that's a person that they, you, don't, you don't trust, especially when it's just a team that wins all the time. Hundred like, percent, you're just bandwagoning at this point. There's no doubt. Like there's, and I don't care what justification they make for it. Yep, there's a problem there. But anyway, yep. I question everything about their life. <laughs> but that's sorry, that's a tangent. That's a that is a uh, that is a uh, personal vendetta that I have. So 
one of the things I wanted to talk with you about today, and I think it will relate to um, quite a few people that will listen, mm-hmm. is you came from another district, another state, and yep. you came into the TYM family. Yes. Uh, and like any family, like any community or organization, there are people that are already in it that have a shared history. Mm-hmm shared experiences, in this instance, experiences with the Lord that really bond you, mm-hmm. uh, inside jokes, you know, language that is foreign to people that aren't familiar with it, you know, right. catchphrases, and, you know, we say things like the movement, and, you know, a good percentage of the people in TYM were there when that language evolved versus coming in and being like, okay, I don't I don't get it. Uh, I... I Along with Michelle, we youth pastored in Texas, uh, in the South Texas district or network of the Assemblies of God mm-hmm. uh, for several years, and we were foreigners in a land that we had no personal history with. And yeah. admittedly, uh, we we did not integrate deeply into that family or that district, uh, and there are a lot of variables for why. But now that I'm in the role that I'm in, where mm-hmm. I am trying to steward the TYM family and 200 and something churches, many of which have youth ministries, yeah. um, uh, it's very important to me now that if someone moves, that we try to help them connect. Right. Um, and so I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about what your experience was like coming into a family that was mm-hmm. very new to you. Um, and just maybe what you felt, especially for an Enneagram 9 that doesn't like to do phone calls, right? Right, So, right. so I'll back up now and just, right. just share your experience and just some things that you might want to offer as, as wisdom. As wisdom. All right. Um, so our first uh, district event would have been uh, Fine Arts. Okay. And what a, everybody what a kinda, way to start. Right. And everybody kind of already had their thing going on. So it wasn't like we tried to add anything or whatever. The only thing that we did is Lindsay... I think she's great at human videos and stuff. So we had two girls that were doing a human video. So she helped um, mold their song, add to it, because they just kind of had like one song that was three minutes. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this. So, um, you know, we helped mold that and all that and just kind of came and celebrated. It was kind of the first time I met people, but it wasn't like a deep not getting to know anybody because it's fine arts like you're running around seeing your own kids you're not trying to build relationships yeah that is that it's is harder. definitely not a a, a great um, there's not a lot of space for bonding right. because everybody's so focused on their students yes. and it's i mean it's over quick so i just always looked at it as if i got to meet somebody or got to learn a name that was great yeah. uh, that just was a step in the right direction uh the big one for us was camp um which happened to be home that year. Yeah. And uh, that ministered to me because <laughs> he's meaning found the, the theme of camp. The theme of home. camp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I found it as comfort to me because in that camp, I really felt like I was home. Like, wow. you know, and so whether anybody else got anything out of it, that for me, it just, God was speaking like, this is home now, wow. you know, and, and I was good with that. Like, fine with that. I'm good with being here for the rest of my life. So, Come on. Um, and so getting to camp, you kind of, get the ability to, you know, people on your team and stuff like that. I guess if you're a big church, you're the only one on your team, yeah. but um, smaller churches, we get multiple people. And so getting to learn people and other youth pastors, meeting with them, talking with them, serving with them, you know, it just kind of helps. Yeah. I, 
I know people have those bonds like you're talking about, but I look at it as they have those bonds, but why can't I have new bonds with them? Come on. You know, it doesn't just because people have bonds doesn't mean that it shuts you out completely. You can get added in with new bonds. Yeah. And, there's room for you. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes as people, especially Enneagram nine, it's crazy that I would think this way, but, um, we just automatically think like, well, they're, they're them. And so we, we can't fit in that, but, in reality, there's always room for us, you know, yeah. and you never know until you try um, if a friendship can form yeah. or uh, anything. So um, for us, it's just kind of been allowing when the opportunity arises to build relationships with people. Yeah. Um, Do you remember uh, who was on your team that first year? Uh, Bryce Baker. Bryce Baker. Um, okay. In, in Crossville. In Crossville. Um, and so uh we bunked in the same yeah. um, dorm, and so we just got to some late nights just hanging out, talking with him, just getting to know him. And so. Do you remember uh, any youth pastors from that week that you felt like, hey, there was a bit of a connection that opened there? Do you remember anybody? I'm, I'm asking if you do. If you don't, I don't want to stump you, but yeah. I, I just love any chance we get to to acknowledge other people. Yeah, I, I remember Josh Isaac. Yeah, um, I had a little bit of conversation with him that week. Okay, and so just, uh, just you know, I just try to find people, and when they were yeah. alone or whatever, I just try to strike a conversation. And I want to talk about some of the stuff you said about if you're not careful, you'll assume they already have something, and there's not room for you. Um, so can we just kind of put a pin there and yep. remind me to come back to that because I want to talk about you and Lindsay and what I saw. Okay. Um, because anytime there's someone there for the first time in a TYM moment, um, I'm watching and, and not judging, but intrigued, mm -hmm. curious. Yeah. Because I know our TYM culture is a little different. Uh, it's very exuberant. It's very expressive. Uh, very passionate. Uh, it's very hot and sweaty, <laughs> you know, uh, and Definitely. we watched you guys stand right in the middle of the moment with your hearts fully open to the Lord, your hearts fully open to your kids. Uh, and to me, that, like when we saw that, it was mm -hmm. the McInerney's or TYM family. Mm -hmm. right? Because because like the relationships will happen yeah. that, uh, because their hearts are wide open to this and his presence isn't foreign. Yeah, And so, uh, um, so that was our observation. We yeah. were just, Michelle and I were really, impressed with you guys um and again it's not like we're sitting back judging it's just that you caught really caught our attention by your level of engagement you didn't hang in the back you weren't sheepish you said i'm getting right in the middle of it yeah well i've always just said i'm going after god and come on. you know whoever wants to join me can come so i love it i um, love it yeah. well um maybe talk a little more uh, because i i've in the role I'm in, again, I'm observing all of these relational dynamics. Yeah. And there have been times, um, you know, where I feel like we, on my end, on um, TYM as a whole, hasn't done a good enough job trying to help a person integrate. And I'll mm -hmm. own that. And, and I mean, I could give you names. I could give you circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but I've also observed times uh, when... You just didn't feel like the person was willing to push past the discomfort mm -hmm. to engage relationally well. So just 
just talk on that for a moment of, of, of maybe just exhorting anybody out there that is watching or listening that feels um, either they're newer to mm -hmm. TYM or maybe you just feel like you're a bit on the fringe or on the outer rim. I don't like anybody feeling like that. I want everybody right. to feel like they're feel an like insider. They're yeah, you know? for sure. So just maybe speak to that and you, you can talk right to the camera All if right. you want. Well, here's the thing. You're there because you want to be there. Um, if you make up your mind that you're going to allow yourself to be engaging, you'll be engaged. And that's all I've, I just allow opportunities to come and just push in those moments. Uh, I'd never once have forced the door open to, yeah. to dive in. I just let God create the moments and walk in them, you know, and if we're too scared to, to take the doors that God opens and we're going to miss stuff. Um, I think the big thing is reaching out to local youth pastors and ones that are around you, build those friendships, build those bonds, take them to lunch. You know, I keep telling Derek Robertson cause he's in Savannah only 45 minutes from me, dude, let's do lunch. And we've said it probably for two years now, but, uh, at some point we are going to do that. And, uh, but it's reaching out to local youth pastors, getting in with them, you know, and then also just, you know, when you're at district things, make sure you just find time. Like, you know, leaders at camp all go sit, Early, can go early like just go in there and sit by somebody and strike up conversation that's what i did this past year and uh you just never know who you'll talk to who you'll connect with and uh and you never know the door where the doors will take you if you never go through them um if you just are waiting for somebody to drag you out it's probably not going to happen um i've had that mentality in the past and uh it's not a i mean it's you're just going to sit there yeah. um you're God wants you to walk through the doors he opens. And so when you walk through them, that's how you get there. Um, but if you just grumble and complain and never walk through them, you're never going to get there. And so uh, I would just challenge you if you feel like you're on the outskirts or whatever, you know, listen, you can reach out to me anytime. I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm busy, but I'm never too busy to build a relationship or hang out with anybody. And so if you see me at anything, just stop me. Um, there's other people I'm, I know are the same way. So, um, I think sometimes people look at full-time youth pastors, especially when you're a volunteer or part-time and go, well, they've made it like they're the yeah. person, but that's not really, you know, as full cause I'm full-time, even though we're in a small town, I always look at it as I can, if I can help somebody who is part-time, I've been part-time, I've yeah. been volunteer. Um, so if I can provide wisdom or help them in any way, I'm all for it. So yeah. those are usually the people I try to connect with anyway over full-time okay. youth pastors okay. because I see, I, I know their struggle. I've been there. So. Yeah. I love that. Nobody really wants to hear this old adage, uh, but it's a little, basically succinctly says what you're saying to, to have a friend, you got to be a friend. Yeah. Nobody likes hearing that adage. I don't like it. Uh, I'm contrary to what people might think of me. Uh, I'll tend to go into a room, especially a newer room that I'm not as familiar with and quietly go find a random seat and sit there and yep. not talk. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And so in the <laughs> DYD world that I'm in with DYDs around the country, I mean, I'm, I've been in that world now for nine years, but I'm just now uh, finding um, myself in relationships that feel uh, meaningful and yeah. and genuine because I just go in the room and sit. Uh, but now on the flip side, I, if I'm just going to go in the room and sit, and that's fine, but you, you forfeit the right to complain at yeah. that point. 
and I, I say this too, um, because all of us do this. Um, when it comes to relationships, we start with the easiest ones. And, and in yeah. a context like this, or even in church, the easiest ones are the eager ones, mm-hmm. the ones that are, are at everything, that are um, willing to interact and engage first. And that's, that's not the best thing because we should go and we tell students all the time go sit with the lonely right yeah um but all of us i think probably start with the easy ones yeah. uh and so um uh, but i do just want to say this like if anybody's watching or listening and you feel as if you're on the fringe or the the outer rim of the tym community especially those of you that have been in it a while um i, I hate that you feel that way i don't want that to be your experience and you can message me, you can email me, you can whatever, and say, I'm that person. I feel that way. And I'll do everything I can to rectify it. I'll do everything I can to to change that experience yeah. for you. So don't hesitate to let us know. Yeah. I, I want to shift gears, uh, and then we'll start bringing this thing to a close. Um, just decide, you, you integrated so well in 2AM. I mean, you've been here since the beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. We're we're the last quarter of 2021, but it feels like you've been here forever. It does. Yeah. I I say that all the time. Like, I haven't even only been, I haven't been here three years, but it just feels like home. Yeah, that's simple. Fact. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I'm so glad to hear that because I don't like transition. I don't, I don't like when yeah. youth pastors move from one place to. I, I especially know. don't like it when they leave Tennessee. That right. and you kids pastors the same. That that hurts. And um, I hate seeing that. Um, But you've been here since the beginning of 2019. And we looked it up before we started filming and recording. In that time, from the beginning of 2019 until now, you guys have raised $22,432 for Speed the Light. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. Let's just pause for a moment. I want you to talk about uh, or tell them the size of your church, the size of your youth ministry. uh, And we don't like talking about these and it makes us feel we'll start getting all apologetic and try to balance it out. But don't do that. Just tell them that because I want the numbers in and of themselves to hit. Uh, I would say, and I'm I'm terrible at knowing numbers, but I would say our church is probably anywhere from 150 to 200, maybe 250. Okay. I know Easter we hit close to 300 and, you know, some people are numbers people I don't pay so much attention to it. Yeah. That's just not my thing, I guess. As far as youth, we're probably anywhere from on a weekly basis, 15 to 25. Okay. Um, you know, if everybody showed up, probably 30, but you know, that's not how it works. Not which, everybody which, shows up. Which COVID, so, like most of the people watching in the yeah. youth ministry world, really impeded progress yep. from an attendance standpoint. It sure did. But yeah. it, it didn't seem to impede your generosity because yeah. in 2020 the the that year that when year. the pandemic brought everything to a screeching halt y'all raised over ten thousand dollars yep so we went into the year we raised uh, our goal the pre- year previous was five thousand but i've always had a heart to where we every church i went to my goal was always ten thousand i just the way i am i guess yeah uh like to dream big and so we went in that year and just prayed about it. And I really felt the Lord put 10,000 on my heart. So that's what we put. Then little did we know a few months later, right. we're shutting down. Like church is not the way it was. Youth ministry just came to a halt until August. But I would always just kind of, I mean, we kind of kept our heart towards, um, towards 
Speed the Light. Lindsay did, sells makeup, so her she had a personal goal of saying, "Hey, I'm going to take March to camp," you know, and then camp got canceled and all that stuff. But she said, "I'm going to give all of my sales towards." you know, the water well project and all that yeah. stuff. So we utilized that. We raised $2,500 ourselves through it. that. Um, and then this year she's raised over a thousand herself, but the pandemic year was hard cause it put a halt on everything, you know, but when we came back, I began to make speed the light, the emphasis and said, listen, we're, you know, we can't forget about this. You know, this is changing the world. This is bigger than us. Um, and we had a speed the light day at church in October yeah. where I utilized the youth. They did testimony. We had testimony. They let them do little things, you know, which, uh, gets the senior saints excited. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. it, it gets them off their checkbook a little bit. Uh, yeah. that, that's the goal at least. Um, <laughs> I know it's probably bad to say, but nope. uh, know whatever. my heart that it's a good intention, whatever it takes, uh, whatever <laughs> it takes to get somebody for speed the light. And so, um, with that service, I think we raised about 5,000 wow. and then just, uh, we did a bake sale, I think, which raised 1200. And so we just, uh, continue it before the people, uh, I've always been one like, yes, the youth, we, we put a mandate to the youth, but I also open up to the church and say, listen, you help us. Yeah. Um, and I know I have a pastor now that all for that. So that's awesome. So, um, would you give three, four five bits of wisdom? Just, just some snapshot bits of wisdom to, uh, Full-time youth pastors, part-time youth pastors, yeah. volunteer youth yeah. pastors and leaders uh, of things they can do to create a speed-the-light culture yeah. in their ministry. So I put it before everybody every week. I've, I steal ideas, so I don't have very many original ideas, um, but I learned one year to put the offering envelopes on the everybody's chair every week. So I have an offering envelope and a pen, everybody's chair every week. You literally have to physically move it to say, yeah. I'm not going to give. I, love it. Um, I preach about it. Uh, right now we're doing quarterly goals this year instead of a yearly goal for the students. I found that's a little bit easier. Okay. Um, because if you set a yearly goal, it just kind of gets lost in your mind. It's not maybe the forefront. You that's, know? That is a great tip. Um, I mean, th both of those, I I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, I just want to make sure it sinks in. If you're a, a, a youth leader and you're listening right now, you can put envelopes and you can get them free, right? Yeah, you can get them free from my healthy church. So right. I just order, always order a bunch. The Even the pledge cards are free. So so you get them free. You put those on the, on the chairs with the pen every week, keeping yeah. it in front of them. Every one of us can do that. And then that quarterly goal you said it, man. If you make a yearly goal, it gets lost. It just gets lost. But you do quarterly goals. Yeah. All right, so keep going. So, um, and even in that, you get people that set really high things and never give a single dollar. And I always tell them, I'm not going to come knocking on your door with a baseball bat. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, saying, you better give this money. Uh, I just let God put it on their heart if they're going to give. And I have kids that blow out their goal. They'll put $25 and give. $200, you Come know, on. and I celebrate that. I, yeah. I, I celebrate wins, whether okay. it's somebody makes a pledge of $25 and I know they worked for it and they gave $25. I celebrate that. Yeah. Um, because I just look at it as anything's a win. We don't, sometimes we get focused on celebrating the big givers, uh -huh. you know, but sometimes it's the small givers that are just work just as hard. Yeah. So I try to celebrate everybody. Um, thing that we started last year was given, I, 
Um, we did a hundred dollar club. So every student that gave over a hundred dollars, uh, we celebrate them. And then I do some kind of speed, the light gear at the end of the year. Uh, we did rain jackets last year for, and that's for every body that hits the hundred dollar club. Yeah. They get the speed, the light rain jacket. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what we'll do this year yet. I haven't figured that out, okay. but uh, we've got way more this year uh -oh. than we did last year. So, um, which I, I love, you know, and that's part of creating the culture, continuing to push it. You know, my first year we had like one or two that gave a hundred dollars or more. This year we have way more. We have probably 10 or 15. Come now. On. So, um, you know, and then we implemented the one K society as well, trying to get kids to, to go towards that. The $1,000 uh, in yes, the year. Yeah. $1,000 in the year. So, uh, we're just really trying to just continue to put that, uh, also put it in front of your church, in front of your older, older people that they've got money, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, challenge them. You know, um, I had, when I did the, the hundred dollar club, I had grandparents that say, well, I want my grandkid to be in the hundred dollar club. How do I do that? I said, just write a check right. and let me know and I'll put them there. <laughs> Ain't no problem. They can sign the board and get their Let's, picture. I get yeah. their picture and post yeah. it online. So, you know, like, uh, it's a big thing. So. I want to pause on the $100 club because yeah. it's, it may not seem like anything more than semantics, but, but, but there is a difference between an incentive to try to get them to give right. versus a reward or yeah. an honor for the efforts they've done. Yes. Uh, and, and at times the incentive feels like it, to to try to get them to get feels like it cheapens mm -hmm. the whole experience. Whereas if you say at the end of this, if you've accomplished this, then we're gonna we're, we're gonna give honor you, some, you. Yeah, 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 we're gonna honor you. We're gonna respect your work. All I right. love that you do that, and I love that you engage your congregation. You mentioned your pastor being all for it, and I know we're getting kind of deep in into this with time, but um, could you maybe just talk up to to our youth leaders about mm -hmm. some practical ways to engage their pastor when it comes to speed the light. Because I think, honestly, if a youth leader can get their pastor, um, and I don't mean get them on board as if they're indifferent to it, but, but if they can really partner together yeah. uh, when it comes to speed the light or BGMC or any of it, I mean, the, the possibilities start going through the roof. So maybe just a, a, just a couple of tips there. Uh, well, it's, again, creating culture. So building relationship with your pastor. Uh, every pastor I've ever had has been a youth pastor at one point, raise money for Speed the Light themselves. Um, you know, so you have some that are like, whatever we need to do, because I'm right behind you. I believe yeah. in Speed the Light. I've been there. And then you'll have some that are like, um, well, this is this on you. Like yeah. you just got, I've been in both, both sides of yeah, churches. Yeah. Um, and when your pastor's on board, it really just helps. It helps solidify the, with the older people as well. When your pastor says, listen, this is just as important as yeah. giving to missions or, you know, whatever. Um, and so building that relationship, if they don't understand the importance of it, finding the importance, explaining it to them, you know, um, dive yourself into the knowledge of speed the light always helps so that yeah. way you can spit out numbers like yeah. you know i one statistic that's always stuck with me is every 50 cents given to speed the light is a soul wow. um 
I've just always, I always tell people, you give a dollar, you're reaching two people. Come like, on, you man. know, that. whether that statistic is still the same or not, I don't care. I'm still claiming it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, so just getting that and, uh, and then also reminding your pastor that these are future givers in yeah. your church. Like if you get them on board with missions now it and back them, they will be future givers yeah. later, you know? It, it's it's even similar, and, and we'll kind of conclude with this. It's similar to the conversation we had about entering a new family, you yeah. know, um, that you can either sit back and wait for your pastor to initiate the Speed the Light conversation or maybe even less desirable, start yeah. putting pressure on you in that area, yeah. or you can initiate that conversation and you can uh, recruit your pastor. Uh, And it's not that your pastor doesn't want to be engaged, but there's BGMC, there's light for the lost, there's speed, the light, there's all of the missionaries that your church uh, takes care of. There's special projects that they're getting emails about and invited to banquets for nonstop. There's local missions. And so, um, being intentional about creating a partnership between you and your pastor. Mm-hmm. And then there's generational synergy when your adults say, we're going to help our young people. Yep, There's something absolutely. beautiful about students feeling the support of the adults and their congregation. And yes. Speed the Light is a great tool toward generational synergy. Yes, 100%. Well, Thomas, you've been great today. Thank you so much for your time. We probably could keep talking, but I'm looking at the clock, and me and you have pizza to go eat. Yes. We're going to a place called 312 Pizza in Nashville. It's like Chicago-style, thick, I'm down. This sounds like right up my alley. Your your eyes are going to roll in the back of your head. It's going to be amazing. I'm good. Well, thank thank you all for uh, joining us on this podcast, this YouTube show. You can watch on our YouTube channel, Tennessee Youth Ministries. Uh, You can subscribe while you're there. Please do, and you'll get notifications. (laughs) Uh, You can listen on Apple Podcasts. TYM Influencers is what it's under. Uh, You can also listen on Spotify, TYM Influencers. If you go to Apple Podcasts, be sure to click that follow button because once again, it'll give you notifications on your phone that say, hey, TYM just released a new Influencers Podcast. Yeah. So thank you, Thomas. I Absolutely. love you, thank bud. You, for you are me. outstanding today. And we will see you again soon, TYM family.